Hi, everybody. It's Andy Phillips here. And as you can see, I've got uh, Embers, I've got Esther, and I've got Guy on today. Hi, everybody. Hi, all. Cups of tea everywhere. Well, it should Possibly. have a cup. <laughs> yeah. Coffee. I've got coffee. Good for you. Actually, I've got coffee as well. I don't know why I keep on saying cups of tea. I've got coffee today because uh, I need to wake up a little bit. You know, it's one of those days. Um, and what have you got, Embers? I've got a white wine spritzer, kind of need to start in a, and a, and a teacup. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, today we want to talk about something which uh, it's, well, it's the British Social Attitude Survey that we, we've uh, been having a look at. And in this, they do a lot about uh, religion. I mean, if we have a look about, uh, look at the sort of, uh, the key findings of different types of things within society, we've got uh, religion, science, um, women at work, relationships, gender identity, poverty and, and uh, inequity, uh, the EU debate, you know, it's basically the, 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 the sort of things that uh, are part of the attitudes of the British nation. And we always look at these sort of things. I mean, this is the latest one that we can find um, because they talk about religion and shifting identities uh, within Britain. But this was the most important thing that uh, I found. Um, let me just see if I can push this up a little bit so we can see what this is all about. Um, and this is the, the sort of, I don't know, the fall, let's say, of uh, religion, especially the Christian religion in the UK, uh, which has a lot of implications. And uh, so, Embers, do you want to sort of quickly take on what this, what these implications or some of the implications maybe are? Yes, indeed, Andy. Thank you. So, it's, uh, as Andy says, it's the latest British Social Attitude Survey on um, religion, uh, people's beliefs and, and behaviours. We'll put a link into to this uh underneath the podcast there so you can actually look at it for yourselves because it's fine to do that if it's for non-commercial <coughs> use. Uh, so this graph is appearing in the first few pages and it's probably the key part that you need, need to take care of. The rest of it deals with all the nitty-gritty statistics if you're interested in that. But we can see from this graph, I'm going to call it red, I think that's that's what I'm seeing. The, the, the red dotted line, which is the one that starts at, uh, at the top that Andy's showing now, that's showing a, a steady decline in uh, religious belief, uh, namely Christianity, over the, the last two decades up to uh, about 20, 2019. The green line, turquoise, whatever, we all say cars differently, uh, the one that starts at, at, at 30 there, shows a steady increase in non-belief, which obviously includes us atheists. And the yellow-orange bottom line uh, there shows a sort of fairly steady, um, slight, a very slight increase in uh, belief amongst non-Christian religions. So that, that's sort of fairly, fairly static, that, that one there. The main Thing to take away from this is you, you can see the red and the, and the, the green lines that non-belief is definitely on the rise in steady increase and religious belief is doing a quite a dramatic decrease for, over that period in time. Now bearing in mind that this was published in 2019 
and we're now 2022. Now, these surveys take a long time time to do, so they, they don't just pop up, you know, every year. Uh, those statistics will have changed by now, and we probably say if, if this was done today, we'd see even more decrease in uh, religious belief and even more increase in, in non-belief. Uh, so that's essentially what this, this survey is showing. Now, we often talk about um, the differences between atheists and, and believers on, on these, these podcasts. And we were just previously talking before we started about things like bishops in the House of Lords and the, the church's sort of desperate clinging on to keeping churches open, even though the northern congregations are falling uh, by, by, by the minute. So if we look at things like this survey here, we can see there's clear evidence, you know, this is a, a large scale survey, that the religious believers are on, on, on the decrease, but we still have issues with clinging on to bishops and the House of Lords and the, the Church of England interfering in public life. Uh, so, as I say, you can delve into the statistics because there, there are many pages in, in, in the survey to, to see the statistics behind this, which are not, not particularly complex, but uh, you do have to take a little bit of time to go into those, which we're not going to go into there. Um, but this is the main graph that you need to take note on. So I'll stop there. Yeah, I, this is, uh, there is a, a quite a bit of information in here. Um, you know, and, and, it, and it is very, very interesting. You know, it's, uh, it's not something which uh, we were going to go into too much, but there are, there is some really, really interesting pieces of information in this uh, about the way uh, religion is now sort of, it's declined to such an extent, you know, and it, it really surprised me, actually, guys. I mean, I didn't, I, because every so often you'll get someone uh, come on and they'll say something like, you know, some, someone who's um, uh, either a Christian apologist or uh, just basically just maybe a bishop, will, you know, coming on the TV and talking about uh, that Christianity is now on the rise again and, you know, there's, things are looking up for for the churches and i think it, this positively shows this sort of thing positively shows that that's not the case and consequently you know the the well the consequences of this things like you know you saying uh, embers you know with the, the bishops in the house of lords um are becoming less and less relevant in fact they that has to go now that really does have to go because yeah. it's 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 not relevant to the UK. I mean, as you saw, even in 1983, it was it was more relevant. And now we've, we've got this <coughs> between um, Christianity and non-religious. And as you can see, it's non-religious have completely taken over. Christianity is on on uh, on the fall, and it's quite significantly on the fall. And so things like the House of Lords, the bishops in the House of Lords, are not relevant anymore statistically not relevant anymore so you know it's and that's just like the tip of the iceberg i mean there's loads of other examples that we bring up on here um what do you guys think esther yeah i i would say that i am evidence of um you know 
the um, the difference between the the lines, um, the secular uh, people, you know, going from uh, the numbers are rising, and uh, people with religious beliefs, the the numbers are reducing, and I am, you know, a true representation of that. I used to be religious, and now I'm I'm no longer religious, and I could never ever see myself being a religious person ever because once that wool falls off your eyes once you realize it's all just uh, made up man-made stuff you 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 just know it, this is just uh people's way of trying to make sense of life now when I look around my, my local surrounding, look at my neighbors, look at the people I surround myself with. And uh, when I was in church, the Church of England, you know, on a Sunday, we have a big, massive building, but we barely, we're, we're about quarter full. In fact, I think it's less than a quarter full. You know, just the numbers reduce over time. And in fact, for some people, the only time you see them is Christmas uh, for uh, funerals. That's the only time you see them. And that number just went down and down, you know, over time. So I think it'd be interesting, um, especially after the uh, census was just been done. You know, there was a box where you had to take if you were religious, non-religious and all of that, you know, um, the, my local humanist group, they, they encouraged people to, you know, um, make sure if you're non-religious, make sure to just so we get a good idea of how um, uh, many people we might not, we won't have, of course, the perfect numbers, but it'd be interesting to find out what the, the, um, what the, the results would be. Yeah, go on. Yes. Uh well, I too am, am um, a product of this change, social change. But in my case, it was 25 years ago I left the Quakers um, when I finally came to the conclusion that there was insufficient evidence to believe in God. Um, and, and of course, I, I, I used to be a lawyer, so I did think in terms of evidence. But I think the statistics are very interesting to go into in more detail because um, the establishment of the Church of England is now sustained not just by what was it 38% christianity it's 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 under 20% of actual anglicans i think um i mean i think some parts of the christian community especially black christianity are still thriving and maybe increasing um but but that the actual established church itself is not just a minority but a, a quite a small minority now um, and um, and therefore, at some stage, we should have this translated into political change, constitutional change. Uh, and it's, the question is, how long are the politicians going to take before they cotton on to this actual social change and make the necessary changes to remove uh, the Church of England from the Constitution? I mean, I think we can we can operate our constitution quite satisfactorily, pretty much as it is, without the Church of England element in it at all. I mean, I would like to make further changes, but that's not what we're discussing today. Um, 
The other thing is that I look um, uh, in relation to the stats that were circulated that I, I saw the other day. I, I see that there are some different interesting changes in the percentages uh, of different age groups. The, the older age groups are still something like two thirds religious, whereas going down to the sort of 25 to 35 year olds, it's it's quite low. It's it's something like 30 percent. But interestingly, below 25, there was a slight increase. And I think that look, deserves a bit of attention. Is this because those that age group are, st are still suffering the effects of indoctrination? Or has there been a slight change in the trends here? And, and that's something that I'd like to sort of understand if, um, if we can get to that point and get some evidence or get some indication of what's going on with the very younger age, age group. Well, I think that's a good, good point, Guy, because there'll be various um, reasons behind that. Some will be indoctrination, of course. But uh, young people of, of that age range still over the, the age where their minds are still formulating. Your, your mind is still developing until you're at least 25. People think, you know, more than 18, I'm, I'm not, no, you're not. <laughs> your brain is still developing yeah. you know, for several, several years after, after that. So, you know, some of those people, young people will be in the stage where they're, they're, they're exploring the world. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're teenagers, they're, they're finding their identity, they're, they're, you know, finding out what they actually think about things. So, it's natural to have some sort of doubt. So you can't say they're religious or, or, or not particularly because they haven't really made their minds up. So um, in some ways, it's um, not, not unfair, but it, it's with caveat that you put that into a major survey like this. It's, it's, it's interesting that Guy, Guy, Guy was talking about um, uh, the black and ethnic minority people of colour and religion, you know, that it's possible that that demographic is increasing. Um, when I was in the Church of England, the I'm sure we, we got a, um, there was an email passed around by the Archbishop of the, uh, no, I'm not sure. Anyway, it was, it was sent from the, um, the diocese and it was um, a letter encouraging and telling the, the leaders of um, churches that they should actively be trying to recruit um, people who want to take up leadership uh, from the black and ethnic minority groups because the um, quote and unquote the leadership of the church was too white white uh, male dominated and you talk about social change um the demography of the church you know the leadership is not a true representation of um what we have in society so there was an active um um drive i was sent that letter my, i i was sent because I, I asked for a copy i was told when I, I i made my um intentions known that i and they want to do um, the the course at the theology school. But I never I never ended up going. But 
um, they they said, oh, we actually, yes, we, we would have you on. You were very eager to have me on. And they talked about this letter. I said, is it possible you can send me a copy? And they said, yeah, yeah, we can send you a copy. And I saw the letter, oh, I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to actively recruit people from these uh, um, groups. Yeah. That, I, that's I, a, sorry, Andy, go on. Oh, no, I was going to say that... Um, there's there's going to be different different ways that they they really need to do um more recruitment and uh i'm guessing that there's this it's not just the uh uh black or ethnic minority section that is more buoyant but there is uh from what i've been reading recently there's been a lot more recruitment into the uh the, the sort of youth movements um which has been quite interesting. That I don't think that would be what is indicated in the survey, but um, just recently I did see something about the church trying to encourage more uh, young people into the church uh, and to help them to recruit more of their contemporaries into the church. So it's not just indoctrination from family and that's, that sort of thing. Uh, but it's. I think what they're trying to do is to resurrect. Let's say, nice little word there, but trying to resurrect the uh, the concept that the church is the place where young people should be. Mm. Mm. Um, and they talk a lot about morals uh, when they're trying to recruit as well, which I thought was quite interesting because that that is always a sticky subject. I mean, we've talked about morals on here before and it's a sticky subject when it comes to religion because religion think they've got the monopoly on, on morality um, until you actually point out the facts <laughs> of history. Um, but it, I just thought that was quite interesting. So you've also, uh, I think you're right. Uh, I think it was, I think it was, um, Emma's was saying that the, the, the reason why people, the younger people within this survey, were showing slightly a, high, a higher rate of uh, of belief, let's say, is exactly what you were saying. I think they haven't quite formulated their ideas yet. That you know, it's, you get to a point. I think because I remember when I, when I was a child. I mean, I, I decided I, I didn't want anything to do with it quite young, but I know that a lot of the kids around me weren't like me. And they were quite happy to say that they're Church of England. They went to church a lot longer than I did. There wasn't that many, many people that I knew of my age group, of my contemporaries, that decided, like me, not to go to the church. So they would have carried on. And it was only later on when I, you know, when we they were sort of, you know, 18, 19, 20 and above, that they started falling away. So I think that's probably what that is. My 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 son came to me uh, just a few days ago. He said um, him himself and his friends are having a conversation about religion, and he had a question to ask me. I thought, oh, interesting. You know, he he's, he never likes to speak about religion. Um, he's nineteen, by the way, and um, he he he's an atheist never been religious at all so he says um uh you know i'm talking with my friend and my my friend is um uh, grew up islamic but now they 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 know they, they no longer identify as islam uh, as islamic but uh, they believe in a god 
they believe in some kind of God, maybe not the Islamic God. So, so what would you call such a person? You wanted to know what what's what's the what's the label you give to that person? You know, but it was interesting because when I was their age, you you went to church. You these there was these were not conversations that we had. You know, so to hear that humanists are starting to have these conversations, you know, and when when children start to, you know, mix with other people, oh, you're like this, you're like, you know, before you know it, they would, you know, have a have a think of, you know, maybe the religion um, at home isn't quite um, all that it's made out to be. So it's interesting to, to, to hear that him and his mates are starting to have those conversations. Yeah, those those questions that um and they, they are pretty heavy questions, especially for the young mind, I think, you know, I think for a lot of us we've we've gone through this you know, time and time again. Uh, I decided I wanted to be an atheist or I was an atheist. I didn't really decide to be an atheist. I have realized I was an atheist. Mm. Um, at quite a young age. But I've had conversations with people over the years um, and with some young people about this and about what they... Because they wanted to know what atheism was. And they, I think they were trying to find out if they were atheist or or something else, agnostic or whatever, whatever language you want to try and use. I think sometimes when we use this language, it's really to soften... The blow in some ways you know i think there's a lot of people that call themselves agnostic which they're not agnostic they're not convinced that god exists therefore they're an atheist but um i think that 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 point in your life it's quite difficult because you don't want to just go i'm this or i'm this you know there i mean i didn't when i was when i was younger even though i decided that i i should really call myself an atheist I, I don't think that by the time I was even by 20 or 22, 23, that I'd actually decided that that's what I'm always going to be. You know, I was always open-minded to this, you know. And, I, I, and when, I, when I started getting involved with um, uh, pagans and uh, or the neo-pagan, the Wicca side, um, because I, I, I was fascinated by some of these people, um, their spirituality sort of made more sense i hate the word spirituality because it's got the word bloody spirit in it and i don't believe in agency right so it's a really difficult way of actually constructing a conversation but i can't find any other name for it apart from spirituality as a concept where you you feel more at one with the universe or you feel at one with the world and i don't think there's anything wrong with that even as an atheist i don't think there's anything wrong with having those those feelings of spirituality um, in as far as, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, we, we, we evolved on this planet. And so we have a symbiosis with this, yeah. this globe that we're on, yeah. you know, we, we evolved through it. So we are part of it. And I think that yeah. to me is what spirituality is, yeah. is being part of the globe, being part of this, this ecosystem, you know, and with, yeah. with the animals and us and uh, and, and I, I, th I think you're right, Andy. That there are different, there are different, there are various words and ideas that we can capture and 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 reinterpret uh, in an atheist and a non-religious sense. And spirituality is one of them. Yeah. And, and and of course, there's um. Do, do you know this uh, 
Little Book of Atheist Spirituality by Andre Comte Sponvia. Yeah. yeah, that's an interesting little book. Uh, but I mean, I think it's just one example of just exactly what you've been saying. Well, I think most atheists. The... Sorry, Andy. Sorry, I was going on. But let me just say this is the this is the conversation I have with people of that age mm. because they they feel they want to have some sort of connectivity with the world and the planet and the universe. Mm. You know, they evolved through this, or our species evolved through this. So we do have a symbiosis with this book, with this world. But the, and it's just my problem is always this this word spirituality because of the word spirit and it adds agency and i don't want agency in the word i'm using so you know if you can think of a much better word that actually makes sense and it evokes mm. the same concept then please let me know because i want yeah. to talk about that more than anything else but these are the conversations i'm having with younger people mm. is they they want something like that to be able to have empathy with the world and em empathy with mm. the, the sentient beings on this world um uh, without going to religion because religion is not what they're looking for you know so i think that's one thing i think we should be looking at more is what is that thing what is that that area of you know sort of transcendental thought that we should be embracing even as atheists we should be embracing that because we there is a symbiosis and so you know, but that's the that's the conversation I've I've had with people, and and they they don't want to go to the so to religion, or they they shy away from the concepts of religion, and God belief, which is atheism. Um, you know, going away from that, that belief in God or gods, but they do have something which they they want to express further than just going everything's nihilistic. You know, because <laughs> it's not, it's not nihilistic, and atheism is not nihilistic. So. Um, that's the sort of conversation I'm having, and I think that's where people of that age are struggling mentally with, mm. you know, it. What is right? What is wrong? What do I feel? How am I going to act? What do I, you know, what do I believe? What do I not believe? That's the thing I think is 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 most interesting. Those conversations. So the 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 question or the conversation you had with your son and his friend is an incredibly interesting conversation. And I think what we've got to do is to have, have answers to those things. Mm. I, I also think that part of the struggle could be uh, people trying to find a label to call themselves. You know, they, they, they get to a point where they're thinking, do I really believe? Am I, um, you know, when they start having these doubts, they, they think, okay, so what am I now? Am I an atheist? Am I agnostic? Am I, you know, they start to look for the labels. I, I think that to help people when they're struggling is not to get hung up on a label, mm. right? Just uh, go through that process. Your, your doubt is valid. Your questioning is valid, very valid. And your whatever label you call yourself you could be agnostic tomorrow and then the other day you, you okay i'm an atheist you know you can switch between and just don't get hung up on what you call yourself hmm. yeah embers what was you gonna say that's <laughs> all that's all crowded everybody out it's like you know <laughs> when was that yesterday i was gonna say something no. um 
Oh yes, the, the the spiritual thing. I think and the most most experienced atheists and certainly non pedantic atheists would know exactly what you mean when the word spiritual is used. Uh, we, we hear it all the time. Uh, as long as you're not using it to refer to something outside of the natural world, uh, most people in general understanding know it just means you know there's, there's some, something else. For, for me it just means taking in awe of this fantastic planet that we live on. You know, I have a fantastic um, interest in nature, animals, plants, you know, the, the, the sea, everything that the, that the universe, planets, all the discoveries there. Um, I don't use the word spiritual, but that's what I'm sort of getting at with that. I can appreciate that. I can understand everything be, be behind that and what it stands for. And I'm part of it. It's yeah. great. But, you know, don't say, oh, I'm spiritual because I think there's something else out there. That, no, you're getting outside of the natural world now, the natural world which you are part of. So don't go all wishy-washy, even though we know spiritual is a, a bit of a problematic word. I don't mind people using it, but... Um, I think that know, the just, problem just, is, the, is, the, is the concept of agency. You know, it's, yeah. and this is, the you know, where you ha you're using the word spiritual has the word spirit in it and that that has the connotation of agency and i, I want to talk about the this awe this awe-inspiring feeling that you can have without using the word spiritual because it bugs the hell out of me i don't know why it just i think it's because it has that that element of agency and i want to find a, a different way of expressing it because the, the one thing that really sort of annoys me is when we talk to theists especially theist apologists is that they they tend to believe that we believe in nothing because we don't believe in a god therefore we believe in nothing it's a black and white fallacy but that's that tends to be the way they argue um mm -hmm. you know if you don't, if you don't believe in god you believe in nothing you're a nihilist mm. and that, well the only time the so only disingenuous time... you know <laughs> The only time I use the word spirit is when I'm referring to tequila. Uh, and <laughs> to, to be fair, I have had some spiritual experiences on tequila. Yeah, in pubs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've had some transcendental <laughs> spiritual experiences in pubs as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I just find it quite fascinating. It's about the, uh, the, the the sort of language that we use and how we express ourselves and how mm. it can be so... Um, misinterpreted especially when you're talking to things because things have a, a definite way of thinking and when you when it's so it's very difficult sometimes to talk to someone who is uh not just you know not just a, a, an average churchgoer because I, you know, as i've told you before on, on this podcast i know quite a lot of people who go to church who don't believe in god and it's not the reason they're going to church it's more schools and culture and you know, society and all those sort of things, which is fine if that's, that's what makes them makes them happy. Um, but when I'm talking to people on a one-to-one on -one basis and I want to be serious, I want to talk from the heart about stuff and how I actually feel, I find it quite difficult with terminology. Mm. Um, and I've had to try and really, really express it in 
very, very black and white terms. Uh, yeah, it's, it's difficult when, when you're speaking to uh, people who say, oh, you know, do you believe in God? It's, it's not a conversation I ever have with anybody. I just, you know, I, I don't get into those things. But if you do happen to get into a conversation, you know, do you believe in God? Well, so yes and no. I'm, you know, I'm more spiritual than that. And I, okay, mm -hmm. right, that's red flag to a ball now. Uh, what do you mean by that? Well, I, I don't know. You know, you know what it is. Yeah, you know, it's just sort of spirit room or something else out there. No, what do you mean? And they can't explain it. Yeah, I know it's a difficult word, but they can't actually even say what they understand by it. In in other words, so they just seem to be saying something. It's almost like a mantra. There's something else out there. There must be something else out there. Yeah, but I think, don't you think that's because they can't? It, it's a bit like you know my problem explaining exactly how I feel. That you know, if you if you suddenly talk to someone who is not versed in having these conversations you know you know your mate for instance your friend um one of your family never we never really talk about these sort of things and this conversation comes i mean it has done with with people within my family and friends over the years and it's when they when they say that um i find it quite uh, it's difficult i understand how difficult it is for them to express what they feel because they may not logically believe in a God, but they may feel sort of religious, but they don't want to say they're religious. So what they do is they say, well, I'm not really religious, but I, they're, they're, I feel there's something out there. And to me, that's now is a, is a, is a wishy-washy way of saying something. And, I, and I, I, I do sort of probe more. But I understand why someone says that because they don't, haven't really thought it through. And when you ask them, if you do probe them and say, you know, what do you actually mean by that? What do you mean there's something else out there? There's something, you know, they don't know what it is because they haven't formulated it. And it takes time to actually, you know, go away and think about this. What do I actually mean? You know, and we've, we've had to do this a lot, you know. We've had to formulate our ideas and put them into some sort of, you know, argumentative framework. Can I can I give a little um, insight on just what you were talking about, Andy? Um, so when I was religious, I was told that the human the human is made up of three parts. You're made up of the body, the soul, and the spirit. So so you know there's that connection the spirit is supposed to be the connection between you and god so you're made up of some form of uh, something inside of you that can connect to god so when i came out and realized okay spiritual and soul those two things you know, it, it was hard to um, accept that there was no such thing as a soul. And then this part of the body that we say is spiritual, this is the part that connects us to God. So I think why some people might struggle and say, oh, I'm spiritual, is because they think that their, 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 their makeup 
has some kind of a spirit inside of it that you know connects to god and you know when you die that's the one that would uh go wherever it goes you know yeah, it's difficult i think soul is another one um that i use in a colloquial way so yeah uh, you know it's like if, for instance a friend of mine and i'm speaking to him on the phone the other day and they said um and right out the blue oh yeah mitzi's dead you know the dog's dead um died of old age and they had to take down and you know and it's like oh yeah really really bad and i always feel bad when someone's dog dies because or anybody's pet dies because it you know as we know these animals are part of the family they really are yeah sometimes more than uh, brothers and sisters and things like that um too right but, you know i, I said oh, yeah it's and, and it's sort of soften soften the blow. I, I said something like, uh, "Oh yeah, yeah, she was a, she was a really good soul." You know, what does that mean? I don't really know what that means. What it means yeah. to me is that at the dog's core, mm. she was so beautiful. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's another word, isn't it, that we can soul. try and yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's another word like spirituality, which we can try and redefine and make meaningful. Yeah. Actually, give it a proper meaning rather yeah. than an airy-fairy one. But but something else I wanted to raise again, you you, you, um, you were talking about how you come across people who go through the motions of attending church for social reasons and things like that. And I think that that is um, a bit of a failure on our part um, and, and a success story for you know churches that they have managed to actually hold on to people even though they're holding them by a bit of a thread um, for social reasons. And, and um, one of the things that uh, Humanist UK are doing and, and also things like the assemb Sunday assemblies are trying to build a humanist or a non-religious culture, trying to, to, to set up sort of ways of doing things and of interacting, things like celebrants um, and ceremonies as well, uh, that do not depend on um, churches and, and religious activities. And I feel as if, um, I don't know whether this is something that we can visit again um, when we look at the principles and values of atheism, of Atheism UK, should I say. Um, because I do think that in terms of a strategy, um, building a non-religious society, whatever that means, is something that might be right for us although you know maybe not i i think we'd have to actually discuss it and think it through well there, there is a rise of um sort of the sort of new unity type church um there's uh, a guy that i interviewed when i was doing podcasts with uh, atheist alliance international a guy called andy uh, bakula who was a non-religious minister of the new unity church i think it's in islington and um he's an atheist and he but he he, he goes he's a he's a he's a, a minister he's a pastor he's a reverend type of <laughs> you know he does the he does those things they they go to church they sing songs they you know become part of a um you know a, a, a grouping but have you got a degree in atheology atheology that's what we need <laughs> maybe we should start our own university um 
and ha- hand out hand out doctorates left, right, and centre like they do in uh, uh, in we, we, the theists. <laughs> we did think about that a few years ago, but uh, turn the back boiler. I, I could be I could be uh, Professor Andy Phillips. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That, that sounds great. I mean, you know, if we I just use the same criteria as the theists use, then you know, I can do that in a weekend. I don't mind being Bishop Guy Olson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's do it. But I mean, those sort of churches—they're they, sort of—they're becoming more and more sort of um, uh, relevant, I think, for for a lot of people because they want some sort of community, and there's no reason why that shouldn't be that way. I mean, there's there's a few things like that. There's another guy I wanted to talk to. I can't remember his name, but it's a. It's a, a couple of guys who started off doing sort of stand-up comedy, um, and but they they have that sort of hippie vibe, that sort of you know hipster hippie vibe, um, and they just started doing a doing a sort of a, a, a Sunday service where they would sort of you know tell jokes and sing songs and all that sort of stuff, and it became you know they were actually getting people from going to church coming into their uh, their sort of performance <laughs> on a Sunday, you know, you had, they just held it every Sunday the same time as church, and it was they were pulling people away from the church, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Um, so there is a there is a sort of a, maybe a need for that sort of thing, but who knows? Well, um, there's a there's a key key thing here in in that um, you know, humans are social social creatures. Yeah. And uh, you know, the, there is a need to to get together. Sorry, to use the word congregate, but uh, you know, to, 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 have, to have social events. Now, whether that happens to be the church that just happens to be around the corner to where you live and is really convenient, that might not suit some people. You don't necessarily have to believe in God or be spiritual. It's just somewhere where you can go and you can meet people. Maybe they have, you know, a cup of tea and a few biscuits or something like that. But you, you're able to go out and meet people. And I know we know. That a lot of people who um, maybe don't have many friends or they're, they're on their own, they're, they're, they're lonely. These are the sort of you know people that are attracted to go to their, their local church because it's on their doorstep. Um, for me, uh, I couldn't even possibly contemplate going along to uh, an atheist Sunday assembly. Uh, that would just no, no, I, I don't do that sort of thing. I, I don't need. I, I meet enough atheists. You know, here we are today, and you know we're running an atheist organisation. So I'm, I meet atheists all, all the time, not necessarily physically, but I don't want to go to a, an organised uh, atheist, you know, pseudo church no. Sunday no. event. Some people may think differently. It's a bit of entertainment. It's a community. That's that's what you know humans do whether it's religious or not yeah i'm, I'm sort of with you I, I don't think i'd go go to those things i wouldn't mind visiting and just sort of you know taking in once in a while and you know yeah. having chats with people and stuff like that but i, I wouldn't want to go on a regular basis I, I, think. I think it's quite a small movement but i mean it it, yeah. seem, it seems to answer the need for some people to have something similar to a church service without the religion and you know the community and sharing and so forth that goes with it and uh, there's been one in in manchester for quite a while and i've spoken at it occasionally they've asked me to come and because they have a sort of sermon you know a thought for the day kind of slot and um i've done that in a couple of times 
but it's not something I, I particularly want to go to myself. Cool. Yeah, well, my, my spiritual thing, probably the same for you, Andy, is sort of getting together with your band. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's yeah. Uh, that's something that I might be interested in going to, if there was right. one near enough to me. Then yeah, that's something because you know, like Embers was saying, you 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 meet an, a lot of atheists around you. Now, for me, I can't quite see the same. Yeah, it's opportunities like this. Talking to you guys, this is my opportunity to talk to other atheists. Or when I'm on um, on online on my uh, YouTube channel, sometimes have conversations with other people, you know. Otherwise, the people around me, most of them are religious, and you know, you you can't even. Where do you begin to have those kind of conversations? You know, yeah. I mean, well, in family fa family uh, WhatsApp groups, you know, so it's God this and God that and. Um, <sighs> Yeah, but Esther, I think, think you know, several months ago, before we'd even heard of us, so we we invited you. Uh, how many atheists did you know then, and how many do you know now? Yeah, not there. So it's great. No, it's great to have you on board. And and I'm going to meet more and more atheists going forward. So that's a that's a good good thing to, uh, you know, I'm hopeful. <laughs> well, that's a good place to to uh to end up when we've had our time today has been fantastic a really interesting conversation um so yeah if you like these sort of things if you want to subscribe to the channel uh share this as well you know i mean the only way that people are going to know that we exist is if you share this stuff on your social media platforms and things like that so uh, uh in the meantime so we'll, we'll see you next week uh, we'll get another one out next week um uh, hopefully we'll have uh, maybe rich and maybe john hopefully uh, pop in as well and uh, so anyway see you next time don't forget to subscribe see you later bye 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 all take care cheers well thanks for joining us today and don't forget to click that like button also make a comment and of course subscribe to the channel we'll see you next time